three, two, one. Welcome to the Whole Phil Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Reese the DJ. That's my Facebook name. Really Phil Reese, that's my Twitter. Philip J. Reese, that's my Instagram, my dot com, and my real life. This is the podcast where you get your whole fill. I talk about whatever I want with whomever I want and do whatever I want because there's no rules, no format, and no beeping sensors. Sorry, Mom. Thanks for joining me today, Sunday, January 12th. Let me tell you a little about me. I'm a loving, lovable, chubby, hairy, queer, inked, sober, spiritual, vegetarian, feminist, radical, leftist, web developer, video producer, and DJ in D.C. Now that you know a little about me and where we are, let me know a little about you. Tweet me at reese. I'd love to meet you. Let's start the show. Today we're going to talk about free thinking, specifically free thinking in the light of recovery programs. This will be the first of many episodes on the subject of 12-step recovery and its intersectionality with other important topics that are important to me. Um, I'm going to start out and review some myths about recovery communities and these kind of programs. A lot of people say that it's a cult. Uh, that it's uh, very Christian and that it's very limiting in terms of thought and empowering individuals. Um, These myths and pre-existing biases colored my view of the recovery community going in when I decided to get sober, and I had to do a little work to get over them. Reality is the recovery community has stayed relevant for over 80 years because they're the opposite of rigid. There's an open format, you can come and go go as you please, and a cafeteria style of take what works for you and leave the rest behind. At its core, the actual program itself is simple and bare bones and leave room for evolution and lots of interpretation. Like the simplicity and elegance of the U.S. Constitution that has been interpreted, reinterpreted, and re-reinterpreted by legislatures and courts over the century. Specifically, though, it requires a lot of spiritual work, and what spiritual means is interpreted in as many ways as people who have worked the program. So what is spirituality through the lens of the recovery community? On the surface, it may look like a lame Christian cult because these programs often make their homes in churches, and the few folks who do break anonymity and discuss their spiritual experience in the program opens openly outside of the recovery community speak from their own perspective. And let's face it, the Christian perspective is the dominating perspective in the Western world. Despite the diversity of spiritual experiences, beliefs, and perspectives in the Western world that get far less screen time. It's why we have claims of a war on Christmas in a supposedly secular country that wholly turns red and green in December. Traditional Christian perspectives just get amplified more, and the assumption becomes then that it's the only viable perspective. Despite this image, though, the spiritual perspectives within the recovery community are as vastly diverse as the spiritual perspectives in the greater world. Why is there even talk about spirituality, then? If it's that diverse, why do we even have to bring it into it? Well, my impersonal interpretation of this is that humans have two minds. And this is just me. This isn't any specific recovery program, but this is my interpretation. We have two minds, the rational mind 
and the higher mind. When I talk about my spirituality, I'm talking about my higher mind. The rational mind is the immediate physical needs, numbers crunching, fact-based, logic and rule-oriented part of our person. And the higher mind is where our morals, our ethics, our relationships with our community, our society, and our universe reside. We live in a Judeo-Christian dominated society, so the language we have to use to discuss this part of ourselves is colored by that. But the concepts are universal. Unless we're psychopaths, we all have a higher mind, so these concepts of spirituality apply. Evidence of the importance of the guidance of the higher mind in living a righteous life is obvious and plentiful. If you need a case made for the importance of spiritual health, just look at Wall Street. We see time and time again massive corporations making decisions that create short-term gains for stockholders that really don't make long-term stability for the company itself and harms the people that work for the company all the time. The rational mind says hitting the right numbers is good, but ignoring the higher mind that tells us there is more to success than just increasing the value of shares creates misery for the labor force. The information your higher mind works from best are based in facts and reality too, but they are not called hard textbook facts or archaic Bible verses, but bigger realities about the relationships, communities, world, and universe around us. The battle between our rational mind and our higher mind is what causes cognitive dissonance. The cold, hard facts and our beliefs are incongruous. I've never seen anyone struggling harder with cognitive dissonance than a Christian confronted with having a loved one come out as queer. Having a religion is much different than being spiritually fit. Successful recovery from addiction relies on our spiritual fitness. Most of us are in recovery have tried all the logical, rational tricks we could think of to recover, but without spiritual helps, help, they, without spiritual health, sorry, they fell apart. Addiction isn't rational or logical, so a solely rational, logical solution can't stick. One needs to bring in the higher mind to make recovery work. Spiritual help, health, has nothing to do with any religion. Though for some, a religious framework can provide a good starting point, and that's fine. No religion has a copyright on spirituality. And conforming to religious dogma blindly rarely leads to spiritual fitness, but again, to more cognitive dissonance. That's why recovery programs allow you to BYOS, bring your own spirituality. Though recovery programs frequently mention a higher power, and that higher power is often the given, given the shorthand of God, that higher power is not described in any more details than that. The higher power is not defined, you define it for yourself. Your higher power is whatever guides your higher mind and has compelled you to create the moral compass from which you work. While that moral compass is central to working a solid program of recovery, its details are solely up to you. And that's why recovery programs like the 12-step programs out there are not actually Christian cults, as some people assume. Because you can bring any higher power that you need into it. 
As long as you are willing to admit that you need something more than just your your cold hard facts mind to figure this out, because that's what you've been trying to do. That's what we all tried to do for so long. There's a there's there's a, another part of your person, the spiritual part of your person that you need to now incorporate, and there needs to be a a higher power that is guiding that spiritual part of your person doesn't mean that you have to stop being an atheist as long as there's a higher power something bigger than yourself out there that helps you get through this that's it for today i hope you are enjoying the show if you like what you hear please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts just search whole fill or go to bit.ly slash findwholefill and do please drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts if you want me to keep this going. Tweet me at reese with topic ideas you think I should cover. I'm DJing Thursday the 16th and there's another Kicks and Giggles coming up Friday the 24th at the Green Lantern if you're here in D.C. Search Kicks and Giggles Go Fresh on Facebook and RSVP now so that you can keep up with the details. Learn more about my upcoming DJ gigs at my website, philipgrace.com. And remember, be good to yourself, love yourself, and we're all in this together.